utterly fabulous Mason Cole. Welcome, Mason. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have to tell you that I think the bar is set higher for you than anybody else who's been on the I show. Know, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> is it? I don't know okay. why. So know it, why. is it more pressure? Well, I don't know. I mean, but Mike Tomlin calling you a leader and steady Eddie. Is that a compliment? Like when someone calls you steady Eddie. I told you before this. I don't read. I don't pay attention to a whole lot of the stuff in the media. So I got asked this today in the locker room, too, and I, I just went, wrong, went along like I, I did. Your mom doesn't tell you? No. Or like your wife? My mom definitely reads the media, but but she doesn't. She tell knows you? not to tell me. Yeah, my wife doesn't read either. I've had some. I've had some, not bad experiences, but I've had some. I had some rough years in Arizona, and I, I let the media. I felt like I let the media get, get in head. my head, and I was just like, I was done with it. I just deleted Twitter. I just wait. So nobody no. told you that your head coach. <laughs> well, like I said, today, you, today in the locker room, they, oh, asked, so they, they asked me today in the locker room. Uh, some of the reporters in the locker room today asked me, and I was. I was kind of caught off guard. I don't know. Yeah, Even your teammates didn't tease you about it? No. Like nobody no, called no. you Eddie when you walked in? No, no, no. Have you ever been called a steady Eddie before? Uh, no, I don't think so. Are you a steady Eddie that's at home? That's a good compliment. Uh, that's, a, that's a question for my wife. I would like to think so. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, like I ask Kevin so. Stefanski this all the time because he's the most level coach ever. Yeah. So I'm like, do you yell at your kids? Like at home, you're yeah. a different person, right? See, my wife is... I'm like a bigger guy. My wife is like five foot and like 110 pounds. Which there's nothing wrong with that size. No, yes. yeah, exactly. But <laughs> she's got the attitude that what comes with that size is having. She's got the sass. She carries <laughs> enough sass and attitude and for for all of us. So someone's so, got to be the level head. So you're saying for the two year old, you're the good cop and she has to be the bad cop. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. It's so but unfair. But she also spends all day at home with them. So by the time Which I get home, so she's, she's, she's sick of them when I'm ready for him to go crazy. So here's another story about another steady Eddie, Joe Flacco. Have you ever met Joe Flacco? I have not. Okay, we'll get to that because obviously you love Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh's man forever was Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco also, Joe Cool, so steady. But you get him talking about his kids and he's got five of them. And he totally loses his mind, especially if you, like, have a conversation about the way they fight when they brush their teeth. You don't know all this yet because there's only one. But just wait. Should you want more? Oh, we uh, have another one on the way in March. Oh. So we're going to find out soon. Congratulations. We're going to find out soon. Are you finding out if it's a girl or a boy? Uh, it's another boy. So we have two oh, boys. Even better. I exactly. think Joe had four, gir- four boys before he had a girl. Yes. So is that in your plans? Five? Five is not in our plans. <laughs> in any case, Joe Flacco starts talking about his kids and the way they fight when they brush their teeth and i'll tell you mason like i started crying because my kids fight the same exact way over brushing their teeth but he starts saying how like he'll drive home from the facility and his wife will call him and just be like i need you to handle this i am so tired i am so over this and he has to be the bad cop because his poor wife has been the bad cop all day yeah right it's the same way i mean when i get home it's like here's here's (laughs) something she's like here's cash and which is great. I love because I don't. This time of the year, I don't get to spend a whole lot of time at home. Do you change diapers? I do change diapers. Uh, had you ever changed a diaper as, before you had a baby? Not as much as my wife would probably want me to, but I do change diapers. Uh, before baby, uh, no, I did not change any diapers. Never. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can't remember. T.J. Watt once said that he would not babysit his brother's kids because he doesn't change diapers. Like, how do you? I not think I was the same way. I have a niece and nephew, and I was like, when they were little, I was like. I can't babysit because if they go to the, I can't change a diaper. Okay, but now Mike Tomlin has decreed that you're the leader and that you're the communication <laughs> hub. And so now I have to. Now hub, I have basically. to. <laughs> I have no choice. I mean, and on a team like this that is Someone's this young of an it. offense, it's almost like it falls on you. Someone's got to do it. Is that something you think about when you, when you sign with a new team? 
did you look at the roster and think these are a lot of young guys and they need something different from me besides just showing up and playing? No, I, I mean, not the whole roster. I knew a little bit about the offensive line and just knew that as, as a whole, the offensive line was relatively young. Um, so I knew coming into it, they were kind of going to expect me to be some sort of leader. Um, Wait, and then, so and then take me back. Hold on. What was Arizona when you were drafted and what was Minnesota? Were they both young lines or were they? So when I was drafted to Arizona, we had my rookie year, we probably had uh, two, three, four, maybe four, like five plus year guys. Like Oh, wow. Maybe three eight plus year guys. Okay. Um, so you were the young buck. And then when I got when I got traded to Minnesota, um, kind of young, kind of young line, but they'd all been there for the most of their career. Okay. Um, so they played together for three four years, um, and they get to hear and me and James are new, um, and just some some not an experience, but a younger offensive line that. Um, I kind of knew, and, and playing center too, it, it happens naturally with that position. I feel like uh, across the NFL. Is it true that the center really is the smartest guy on the line? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if you There's ask, no hesitation. If, if, at you ask, all. if you ask James Daniels, though, he'll <laughs> say him. Uh, no, but it just kind of comes naturally because you're you're kind of commanding, uh, you know, making sure these guys are all going the right places. So. So uh, are you the one that's setting the? I mean, you have a rookie quarterback, so you're setting the line, right? Yeah. And are you identifying the mic, or is Kenny identifying the mic? Me. Okay, so you're taking things off of his plate, clearly. Yeah, right. Okay. You don't sound too convinced about that. No, I am, yeah. Okay. But the, he's got a lot on his plate, so it's I – mean, but that's – at most places, that's what the center does. Yeah, but there are – you know, Unless I've had conversations Unless you have a guy like Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady that – Has done it for, like, two decades. Long, long yeah, time. that's yeah. a completely different thing. Who did I talk to? Now I'm trying to think about this. There was a young quarterback I talked to this year who was saying that that was taken off his plate, and it just made a significant difference. Like, it was one less thing to have to think about. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I feel like I have a lot on my plate, but then I realize that the quarterback has – I mean, what they have on their plate mentally is – there's so much going on in their head at one time. So why do we talk about chemistry so much with the offensive line? Why? I think because it's five guys all playing right next to each other. So if, if there's not chemistry, it's going to stand out. Okay. Is it hard to manufacture? Uh, I think it takes time, right? I think um, the only way to, to build that chemistry is reps, right? So I think um, for the most part, it, it's reps and time, toge- time together and, and learning how – Everyone plays, everyone communicates, how the different personalities, because we have five guys in the offense line, but there's very five, five very different personalities and, and different techniques and different ways of playing, different uh, mentalities when they're on the field. So it's, it's, uh, you're always learning about the guy next to you and across the line. I will say this, though, Mason. The two best lines that I ever covered, so one was actually the Steelers line when it was, now I'm on the spot. I, I'm the one that brought it up, and I'm going to screw it up, Right. Um, it was Marcus Gilbert, David DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey, Ramon Foster, and oh, and Al. <laughs> I should text Al and be like, Al, I forgot you. Okay, so it was the five of them, and then the other best line, which was actually better. Sorry, guys, was um. Um, David Deal at left tackle, Rich Soybert at left guard, Sean O'Hara at center, um, Chris Snee at the other guard, and Kareem McKenzie at the other tackle. Was, New York what Giants. What year was that? Was that? What year was that? Oh, that was when the Giants won the Super Bowl. 
like the first time Would've around. So what like year? 2008, you were like in elementary school. Yeah. Two, no, so like early 2010, 11. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So like 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah. And both the, the thing that I'm, the reason I'm bringing this up, all five guys on both of those lines were totally, completely different. Oh, 100%. Like I mean, such different humans. I, but they played together for like four or five years. I tell people this all the time. If the offensive line room in the building is the most interesting room in every, every NFL building across the league, it's the most interesting room in the, in the Well, because the they're the most intellectual guys. Yeah, they're the guys that are sort of like the punter. You never want to hear about them. Yeah, like you exactly. only hear exactly. when, when yeah. they screw up, yeah. right? Yep. And in general, if they're doing their job, you're never talking about yeah. them. And it's just the personalities that you get in an offensive line room is it's what makes everything so fun, right? Is that the position you chose when you were a child? No, no. I uh, I played like tight end, fullback, like defensive end until I got to high school. And then were you just bigger than everyone? Yeah. And why center on the line? Why not anything else? Uh, so I actually played tackle all through high school. Okay. I played left or right? Left tackle. I played left tackle my first year at Michigan, my second year at Michigan. Uh, Coach Harbaugh moved me to center my junior year. Were you angry? Uh, or were you like, okay, that works? No, I was – I I told you this before. I, I'm a Harbaugh – I'm a ride-or-die Harbaugh guy, so he, he said it was going to be best for me. So I said, okay, whatever you say. You know what's so funny? Center. So last week, that's what Zach Gentry told us. He showed up in Michigan as a quarterback. Exactly. And Jim's like, or Coach Harbaugh is like, you know what? You're going to make the league as a tight end. And he yeah. said it's okay. Uh, so that's what happened to me. He moved me to center. And then my senior year, he moved me back to left tackle. Because that's what he needed? Or he thought uh, that that was a better chance? We had some injury. Of- we had some bad injuries my uh, junior year. We, just, we didn't have a whole lot of depth at tackle. And I played two years there. And just but you've played multiple positions in the league too, right? Yep, my rookie year I, I started uh, I started as center. My second year I was like a swing interior guy. Started a uh, couple games at guard. My third year started at center, and then last year a few games at guard and a few games at center. Okay, so what's your favorite? Uh, center, center because I think I'm it's I'm better at it. No, it's because you want to touch the ball every play. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, no, I do. I like, I like playing center. I like the, uh, I like the leadership aspect of it. Um, playing guard, playing card can really suck in the NFL. There's, um, it's a lot of one-on-one matchups. Not that there's not at center or tackle, but no, uh, tackle. You often get a tight end or a running back to help you chip a great D end. Yeah, yeah, right. When you're, if you're playing a really backer. elite pass rusher, but the thing is, in this league, every, every week has one, if not two, elite pass right. rushers that you're dealing with every week. Um, and it seems like every year there's more and more of them, and it's just becoming tougher and tougher and bigger challenge for us. So, um, Okay, so Mason, part of the show, fun. part of the magic of this show is that I don't make you answer all the questions that you answer in the locker room or dance around them. Yeah, yeah. As I teach Pat Fryermuth, word salad. When you don't want to answer a question, just I'm, offer word salad. I am the king of not having any headlines. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, so I'm not putting you on the spot right here. So you're going to ask me what those questions are that they ask? Sort of, kind of, but not really. <laughs> Thinking about snapping the ball, is there a big difference snapping to Mitch Trubisky versus Kenny Pickett? No. Oh, so they, like, basically want the ball in the same spot. Yeah, I mean, every quarter, it's shocking everyone quarterback wants to hear, and under, under center it's... Yeah, but what if you have a short quarterback? Uh, I've had a short quarterback. It's, it's all the same. Oh, yeah, you had Kyler Murray, I didn't Kyler you? Kyler Murray, yeah. 
And who'd you have in Minnesota? Oh, you had Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yeah. Can we talk about Kirk Cousins and oh, the gold chain? I would love to. <laughs> All right. On that note, when we come back, we're going to talk about the gold chains and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I knew Kirk. I've known Kirk Cousins since his rookie year. I love Kirk. I was covering I was, Washington when Robert Griffin and then Kirk Cousins As were much of a hardball believer I, I am, and look, I'm a Steph I'm a is Kirk doing believer. the Kirk Cousins I'm dance a, right there. Kirk, you I'm are a, a Kirk believer? I'm a huge Kirk believer. Okay, but he is a little goofy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's probably why you believe in him. Uh, but he knows it, too. And he doesn't, he doesn't, let, he anybody, leans he doesn't let, let He doesn't let anybody change it. He's just who he is. And it, uh, I think he's... He gets. I felt like in the, in the past, and I was only there one year, but in the past he's gotten a lot of crap in the, in the media for maybe being uh, dorky or, or not this uh, crazy hip guy. Uh, but Kirk's a baller. He's a baller. I'm a I was there for his very first start. It was in Cleveland in 2012. RG3 got hurt. He found out Saturday night he was starting, and he threw for more than 300 yards. I'm a believer. Change the trajectory of Robert Griffin's career, which we can come back to. But in any case, stick right with us. 93 at 93.7 The Fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. Or visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. When we come back, more of Mason Cole. And we are indeed back with Off the Field and with Mason Cole, who obviously loves Kenny Pickett and obviously loves Mitch Trubisky and obviously loves Mason Rudolph and obviously loves Zach Gentry, should he ever get to be like the emergency quarterback. But outside the quarterbacks that are on your team, you really, really enjoy Kirk Cousins? I do enjoy Kirk. (laughs) Like I said, I was only there for a year, but um, I just... I just really appreciated how much of a professional he was. He he's just he's so he was so locked in and so dialed. Um, I think he's gets super disrespected from the media because he's kind of dorky, but kind of. Yeah, I don't think he's as like, he's a little quirky, but he knows it, and he like he doesn't let anybody change it. He just is who he is. And who's the dorkiest guy in the Steelers? Uh, like who's the guy if he wasn't your teammate, you'd sort of stay away from at I don't know. Panera or the school library? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't want to put anybody on blast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, isn't that part of the fun, though? Uh, I would say Mitch is Mitch is kind of a dork <laughs> in a good way, though. I like just like Kirk, um, JC Hassenauer, like- D. Watt. <laughs> trying to think who else. Wait a minute, you're calling Derek a... You know yeah, Derek. he's kind of a dork. Okay, yeah. His wife is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Derek's know. got there's that, a lot, there's like... A lot of, there's a lot of... You'd be surprised. Yeah. Well, you know what's fo- so funny? I remember asking... Uh, I think it was Alex, Alex Highsmith. I was like, of all your teammates, who would you let date your sister? You want to guess who would guess? No. Who would you let date your sister? Uh, if I had to pick one, one person, honestly, I would pick like I probably pick J.C. Hassenauer, um, or Mitch or Dwight, the same dorky guys. <laughs> like they're not dorky, but they have like a dorky, like dorkier side. Like they could have a dorkier side. I think it's good to be like I think you lean into who you are, right? Alex actually said Minka. He said he thinks Minka's oh, Mika, a Oh, Minka, that's guy. a good answer. That's a great answer. Oh, really? Yeah. I also asked, if you had a flat tire, who would you call to come and pick you up? Who? A flat tire. Um, 
like who would I know would answer, or who would I who would I call <laughs> who would I call to come fix a tire? Yeah, both. Like the guy has to answer, and he has to be able to help you to fix a tire. Like don't call like you call TJ. He'll be like call AAA, bud. Yeah, that's what I would do too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but who'd be a guy that would like show up for you? Uh, ooh, this is tough. Like he's running through the whole locker room and he can't come up with anybody. Uh, I think like Kendrick Green. I think he'd always look out for the guys. You uh, think Kendrick knows how to change a tire? Oh, that's a good point. He has no idea. <laughs> I would probably pick JC, JC Hasenauer. All right, so clearly we're going to need to get JC on the show. We spent a lot of time together. We're centers, so like <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. And he uh, did a very good job last year when he was called upon. I don't know if he can change a tire, but I would assume he would know more than me. Why? Oh, actually, no. Gunner. I would choose Gunner. 100%. Really? Oh, yeah. How do you know that he would know how to do it? He's from, like, southeast Texas. Like, he changes his own oil in his truck. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Really? He's like, why don't you do it? It's like, because I just paid $80 for someone else to do it for me. Because <laughs> I'll mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> So he's got to know. You, you I would, know yeah, I would call Gunner. It's sure. funny. We were talking about the Steelers' former longstanding line, and we were talking about Al Villanueva. Do you know he used to drive this old, like, beater of a truck? Really? And that that's the vehicle that he taught Juju Smith-Schuster how to drive in. Oh, yeah, because he, he rode a bike when he first got here, right? Well, Juju was from L.A., so he'd never been. And he was, like, 19, maybe 20 when he was drafted. When did you so get your driver's license? As soon as I could. 17. In the state of New Jersey, I think you get it at 17. 17? Yeah. Wow, not 16? No, I don't oh. think so. I think it's 17 in New Jersey. Maybe that makes sense. 16. If you live in the big city, you don't have to, like, imagine there are a lot of people in New York City so that don't So in Florida, was, it was 16? Yeah. I don't know that we should talk about Florida. We might not be such great friends anymore. Why? You know, it's an interesting state. What's wrong with it? You're from New Jersey in New York. <laughs> Excuse me. That's as good as it gets. Just, as, I just as interesting. I will say, I did just spend the weekend on the Atlantic Ocean in Jacksonville, Florida, and it was stunning and, and gorgeous Florida's and filled, amazing. Half of Florida is filled with New Yorkers and people from New Jersey. <laughs> that is a very fair point. There are a lot of people who retired. Are your parents still in Florida? Yeah. Okay, so do they fly up to still watch you play? Uh-huh. Every single weekend? If I'm playing, they I don't think they've missed a game where I've been playing. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, I was just at a game with... So I'm very friendly with Jamar Chase's parents. And Jamar Chase, of course, the Bengals wide receiver, is hurt right now. Yeah. And his parents still went to the Monday night game in Cleveland to support the team. Right. And his mother was just, like, melting down. Like, it was way too hard for her to watch. And his father was like, oh, Jamar could have done this, and Jamar could have done that, and Jamar could have opened up this. It was actually really hard for them to watch a game that their son was not participating in. Yeah, I think I, I got hurt last year. My parents didn't go to any games when I was hurt. But sometimes, like, if I wasn't starting or something, they would still go because they'd already booked a ticket. And we were just yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. already booked. Like, So are your parents the kind that give you input? Like, No, no. And they don't ask any questions? I mean, they ask questions. My dad will give me some input. Um, Is your dad a football guy? Because of me. Oh, okay. Like, like, so not because he has to be, right? Like, so he's not saying to you, hey, what's the difference between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren? No, he'll pick my ear about stuff. and he Do works you answer? At, yeah, it, but it can be hard to explain for someone that's not in. Like, my dad works in like, the fertilizer industry, and he sells wood pallets, and he works in logistics. Like, three things that I don't know much about. So when I started asking him about, like, the fertilizer industry, like, 
it sounds like a different language to me. In one era. So when I started explaining, like, football to him, like, I think he pretends like he understands it, but I don't know how much he understands. But... Is, isn't that part of it? Like coming up with an analogy or an explanation yeah. or, you know, like I always, when people ask me about something not working in an offense, I'll always say it's like a puzzle. Like all the pieces, it's never any one thing. Right. Or it's rarely. Right. I mean, sometimes it could be. Right. Like, you know, the center might just suck and then yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but happens a lot. In general. There are so many different things that all have to fit right. No, I mean, my parents, though, my, especially like my dad or my, my mom will pick my ear too, but um, no, they, they know that this time of the year is kind of crazy and there's a lot going on. And uh, it's just each week, from week to week, it's just, it's just so crazy each week in the NFL that um, you play on Sunday, Monday you're correcting the film, and Tuesday you're on to, to the next team. And. Um, so they know they know how chaotic it is. So they they, I don't know if they try not to bug me, but they don't bug me with a whole bunch of football questions. So, okay. So let's say this: you don't read the media, you don't know what the general narrative is around this team right now. So let me just ask you, like blankly, what's something that you feel really good about? Like, what's something that makes you feel okay? We're coming off the bye, and this is something to feel positive about. I think we uh, I think we made some. I don't want to say changes, but like corrections, and um, I think the bye week was good for us. And I think coming into this week, I think there was new energy, there was um, revitalized energy. Uh, I think just I think we were playing with confidence, and I think we're I, I think we were going through such a kind of lull in our offense that it, that was kind of maybe sucked out of us. And I f- I feel like our bye week was good for us for that. And it, you know it what that brought was? Us back to life. That was word salad right there. <laughs> that was literally not no, saying no, anything. I, Have you ever listened to a Mike Tomlin press conference? <laughs> yeah, uh, like clips. So are you so impressed with the way he says he uses so many words to say nothing? Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm, I, I mean that when I say. I mean, I could schematically we we we're doing a lot of things and this and that, but like you don't know until you go Sunday. But just just this week, I think there was a new new energy and revitalized energy just just from getting a break you think just from being able getting to step a break back? and you know we were in the building till till wednesday um and just met a bunch as, a, as an offensive unit um and i think we were able to to make strides in where we want to be and the biggest thing is going on sunday and doing it right we can yeah. talk about how we want to do things how we want to be better but we still have to go out on sunday and do it so um it's only been five days since a bye week, so that's all I can give you. I mean, that's fair. But you can feel it. Are you the sort of person that, like, cares how you practice? Like, that was a fun practice, or that was a good pace, or there was urgency to that, or there was a seriousness to that? I feel like it seems like you don't care until you have a bad practice, and then... Oh, and then you know. And then you know, right? So if, if you know you have a bad practice, then you care, right? Uh, I think it's... You can tell when you've had good practices and bad practices. It's like a unit. You've had so you've had two other head coaches, I've no had three, three other, other head, head coaches. coaches. Yes, Steve Wilkes, yep. Cliff Kingsbury, and Mike, Mike Zimmer, Zimmer, who very sadly just lost mm-hmm. his son. Um, how different are Steelers' practices? What is one major difference in Mike Tomlin and the way he runs practice from the previous three? I think uh, he keeps the competitive nature in practice. I, 
like when you get into like week eight, week nine, week ten, and, and so on in the season, um, practices can get a little dull sometimes. Like the tempo can be slowed down, and um, not that it's like walkthrough, but it just 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 a little slower tempo, especially when you're not in pads. It's, it it could easily the tempo can change quickly, but I think Talman does a really good job of making sure we're not that's not happening to us. Anyway, you have to learn how to practice not in pads, and when you're in pads, there's a difference, but. Um, he keeps it competitive. and um, Is there anything about him that's surprising? Like you knew him from afar, now actually being around him. Uh, I didn't know how well of a leader he was. I, I didn't know that about him. I, I, mean, I knew who Mike Tomlin was, right? But I hadn't done like background research on Mike Tomlin sure. in, in my previous years. Uh, but being here but, for okay, so but what do you mean by that? Because that's what we always say: is that Mike Tomlin never loses a team. That a Mike Tomlin team is always competitive. What is it about him as a leader that strikes you that way? I just it's it's tough to put words. It's it's hard to say, right? It's like it's uh, listen. You're supposed to sit here and say he's a steady Eddie. <laughs> he is though. I mean, that's one <laughs> thing too. Is like he's never going to change, and uh, you know, he he says something. He says something kind of repetitively, and he says, you can hate your performance, but you can never hate yourself. And um, For me, a guy that has been through some ups and downs in the league, I, I've, that to me shows you what kind of leader he is. Um, that there's going to be good days and bad days in this league, especially on Sundays. There's a lot of good days and a lot of bad days, um, personally. But you uh, you can't hate yourself over it. you gotta, you got to learn through it. Um, and it's just it's just little things like that, little tidbits like that, that um, that make him that leader and make you willing to go play as hard as you want, not not fear of of failing, just playing hard and knowing that film on Monday might suck, but we're gonna do everything we can to make the corrections. So, so you don't listen, but there has been sort of a lot of chatter that the film sucks perhaps more than you think it does. The film, wait, wait, what do you Meaning mean? that fans sort of are really deriding the way the offense is playing right now. It's, someone told me this a long time, a long time ago, that the film, you never, it's never as bad as you think it is, and it's never as good as you think it is. So, like, when things are going really good, like, you can think you played a really good game, and you turn the film, and, like, ah, maybe I didn't play as good as I thought I did. Or the vice versa. You can think, man, I, I played like crap today. You watch the film the next morning, you're like, yeah, I didn't play my best, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And I think that's that's very true as an offense as a whole, too, right? Like, um, we obviously haven't performed the way we wanted to, but I think um, we've been closer than the outside world thinks. It's just some of these things, when you don't score points in the red zone, when, you, when you're not producing a whole bunch of yards, it, it looks a lot worse. But um, the, plays, the plays have been out there to be had. We just haven't made them, and... Um. Yeah, I just I don't think it's always as bad as you think it is, and it's never as good as you think it is. And you know what? It's just like that on TV. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's a performance industry, right? Right. Anyway, all right. When we come back, we're gonna go talk about some more things, more fun things off the field. We don't have to talk Steelers anymore, right? We can talk about Michigan if we want. Great. I mean, big win against Rutgers. Yeah. What about the week before? Oh, that was the week before. No, oh. Mich- Michigan State. I just- <laughs> I want to throw that in there. You want to go to that one. The Rutgers <laughs> one didn't yeah, mean anything yeah. for you, clearly. All right. 
You can text us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line at 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you to text responsibly. We're live at Minio's, the best pizza in Pittsburgh. We'll see you in just a minute. We are indeed at Minio's Pizza in Allison Park. We're hanging out with Mason Cole, who's originally from Chicago and did indeed grow up a Bears fan. So how long does that fandom last? Like, are you still sort of tied to... No, are, Were you no. a Cubs or White Sox guy? I was a White Sox fan. Do you um, still watch the White Sox? Mm, no, kind of. I feel like I kind of grew out of baseball. And then once I got in the NFL, I just... My ties with the Bears were... That's just done. Gone. You don't own anything like navy and orange? No, I own a lot of navy, but it's navy and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so when you were in high school, were you in Florida or were you in, in Florida, Illinois? Yeah, Florida. So okay. I, I moved to Florida when I was like... Like six, and then uh, was in Florida. but you were still a White Sox fan. Yeah, my 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 dad was a White Sox fan. My mom was a Cubs fan. So I don't know. I growing up, I guess I chose the White Sox. And where in Florida did you grow up? Right outside of Tampa, like Palm Harbor, uh, Clearwater area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So did you fish? Uh, no, not did really. You surf? No, not, not sur- surfing on that side is not good. Doesn't happen. Okay. What else do you do? Um. Well, like you're I not said, changing diapers. I got a kid. Yeah. Another, and one, another on one on the way. We got two dogs. What kind of dogs? Two labs. Oh. Um, so usually when I'm not at football, it's involving something to do with them. Caretaking. Um, I golf. Oh, are you good? No. I mean, having a kid made me way worse at golf. But <laughs> That's what my husband <laughs> says, too. All uh, right. Prior to your son, what was your handicap? Uh oh, it was ne- it was never very good. Like in eighteen, like it was, it's more like a drinking activity with the guys. I don't understand this sport. I really, genuinely tried to learn. Well, what this do you summer. like to do? I play tennis. I like it's to run. Like the same I thing. love to read. No, tennis is great. First of all, it's an Pickleball? hour. Not, Pickleball? No, I've never played that. Oh. But I bet I would be better than TJ and Minka. You think so? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a good tennis player. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, and I'm highly competitive. Here's the thing. Those Tennis are, is those one guys hour. Are super freaks, though. You just named the two freakiest athletes on our yeah, team. Yeah, and a 60 year old mother, <laughs> a 60 year old grandmother beat them in a pickup game. Don't you remember this? No. Were you around for this? No, I miss this. Mason. Okay, so allegedly. I'm, I'm very, like, unconnected. Clearly, you don't have a Twitter handle. I tried to tag you <laughs> no. this morning. Okay. I have an Instagram, though. That's oh, it. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right, I'll have to find you. In any case, we'll Google this later. Minka. TJ and Alex Highsmith go to, I think, North Park to get, like, a pickup pickleball game. And a 60-something-year-old grandmother also goes there to get a pickup pickleball game. And she sees TJ and Alex playing, and she sees Minka kind of just sitting on a bench, and she's got an extra paddle. So she says, hey, guys, do you want to play? And she and Minka kick the tukus off of TJ and Alex and all of a sudden all these like people in the park start taking their picture so this 60 something year old grandmother sends a photo to her family group chat because every family has a group chat and says hey I'm not quite sure who these guys are but people keep taking our picture the guy in the green shirt Minka and I just beat up on these other two and it was TJ and Alex Maybe, I, had, maybe I have seen a picture. I didn't know the story, though. I saw a picture. I think I've seen that picture. And you were like, them. what is this all about? Yeah. And I just say, oh, cool. But I've heard that TJ is highly competitive. Like, he doesn't like to lose at anything. Yeah. Are you that kind of guy? Do you play uh, board games? Mm, you're not that competitive. 
I play board games, but I'm not like, when it comes to like board games, it's not like I'm not super competitive. Obviously, Pictionary? sports and football competitive. Pictionary, um, Trivial Pursuits, categories. No, no. None of that does uh, it for you. Shoot dice in the locker room. That's competitive. Is that really? That feels like so. Like, what's the skill in that? There's no, there's skill. no skill. It's all luck. It's luck. Yeah. Yeah. So Pictionary, there's skill. It's like how well can you draw? Yeah, but. Or like categories. How do you act or triple pursuits? I feel pursuits like, I feel like we'll, we'll be more of like a board game family when our kids get a little older. Is your wife into board games? Uh, no, not really. But she, no, she likes games. Like she, we'll play dominoes, like Mexican dominoes. I don't know what that is. I'm take a former dominoes. Scrabble. I mean, I know what Scrabble is, but I wouldn't no, say I'm, a, I'm an <laughs> avid player. <laughs> okay. You, you, so you golf. There's that. Golf. What else do you enjoy? What else is a stress relief? When you get way too many questions about your offensive coordinator, what calms you down? Uh, turning on a good TV show with my wife when our son goes to bed. Okay. What's a good TV show? Um, all, the, all the basics. Like? We, uh, I haven't watched TV in years, by the way. What did we just watch? We just watched something. I don't know. All like the Netflix essentials. Um, Have you watched any of the Formula One documentary? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you more into Formula One because of that? Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Do you know there are only two sports on the planet right now that have viewership increasing? And that's one, the National Football League, and two, Formula One racing. It's crazy. And that is because of that documentary. Wait, so the National Football League is the only one that has viewership increasing? And Formula and One Formula racing. One. Yeah. It's interesting. How do you feel what, about what? Hard Knocks? Uh, Since we're talking about documentaries and going behind the scenes. I don't watch it very often, but... Uh, Would you be okay if cameras came in to watch the Steelers? I mean, you have to be okay. They don't really have a choice. Well, uh, that's the NFL. You don't have a choice. But in no, general, I was, uh, like, my, do you think it would be good for the world to see Mike Tomlin behind the scenes? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good for the world for sure. Uh, I think when you bring a bunch of cameras inside, like, intimate settings like that, though, uh, especially, like, individual meetings and stuff, I don't know. I just – we were on a show We were on a show called All or Nothing my senior year at Michigan. Yep. You know, Zach has an IMDb account because of that. Really? Do you? Yeah. I don't think so. I didn't I see know. it. Yeah. I was like, what are you, an actor? But, like, and when pe- it's just – and maybe it's because we were in college then, but, like, you know, people act different when there's cameras around. I just, I don't know. I thought it was more of a, a hassle than. Okay, so it's very it. interesting you say that because we just had a meeting at CBS today about this. They're starting to interview coaches in-game. And part of your job as a sideline reporter is you interview one coach heading yeah. into the locker room at halftime and one coming out. But you do it without the camera. So you get, like, really good stuff because there's no camera. Yeah. So... You know, for yeah, instance, just, this weekend, yeah. Doug Peterson, Devontae Adams went off for, I think, 146 yards in the first half. And Doug Peterson is telling me it's not about Tyson Campbell, the corner. He's just saying we, like, Derek Carr has way too much time to throw. It has to do with the pass rush. Right. I don't know that you get as honest of an answer if there's a camera in his face. I don't think you do at all. Right. Like, I and think everybody just tightens up. And I think, like, when you get certain personalities in front of the camera, they just... Maybe sometimes they don't tighten up. Maybe they loosen up, and it's just, I don't know. I just. All right, who in your locker room loves the camera, though? Like, who gets all excited when the media walks in? Uh, I don't know if anyone gets super excited when the media walks in. 
Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. Oh, Marcus Allen. Yeah, Marcus Allen likes to talk to people. Um, who else? I don't think anybody really enjoys it. Really? What the an media? indictment. Yeah. I just... I don't... I, I will have you know that people I will say, enjoy no, no, talking to me. They won't... They, won't, they don't like... <laughs> they don't not enjoy it, but like... They don't look... They look forward to like, oh, wait, I can't wait to talk to the media today. But it's not like they have a bad time every time, every time they talk to the media. It's just... There were definitely guys that look forward to talking to me, but it was not about football. It would be like Al would want to argue with me yeah, about like right. something that happened across the country in some random yeah, election. Yeah, then you start asking them all the hard questions about football. No, yeah, no, Al was never good for that. Um, Al likes to argue. I've heard that. David would help me a little bit, I would say. No, I don't think there's like a bad perception about the media, but I don't think guys are super excited to... Okay, who's the most vain, though? Who spends the most time in front of the mirror? In front of the mirror? Hmm. Maybe Coons, Christian Coons. <laughs> the long snapper? <laughs> Hope he hears this, too. Hope he hears this. <laughs> All right, who would you trust to babysit your child? Uh, well, it obviously has to be somebody with a kid. <laughs> Any of these fools without kids, I'm not trusting with my child. Um, I would say... Trent Scott? I don't I don't know who that is. Uh backup tackle for us. Okay. Who else? Um What about Derek? He has two boys. Derek, yeah, I let Derek watch my watch my kids, yeah. Mike Tomlin? Would you drop your son off at Mike Tomlin's house? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you think Mike Tomlin changed diapers when his kids were little? Oh yeah. Yeah. No question? For sure. Um now I'm trying to think of totally random questions. Who drives the best car? Uh, I don't know. Like Cam or Deontay? I'm trying to th- I, Cam's a dad. What does yeah, he drive? But, but Cam's also year 12 and like an eight-time I know, but Pro what does he drive? Like, I feel like Cam's the type of guy who could... You, couldn't you like totally see him in like an explorer with the third row? Yeah. He's got three kids. I'm trying to think. Maybe Deontay or Terrell Edmonds. I think they both drive Lamborghinis. I don't know. I'm not a huge car guy either. I oh, you're not? No. What do you drive? That's just a, a Chevy pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever drive a minivan? Uh, would I? Mm, I've driven one before, like a rental car. I would never drive one, Mason, ever. I mean, they're pr- pretty functional for kids, right? I mean... My husband actually says it's like a great vehicle to have. Yeah, because my, my sister had a minivan, and she said it was actually super functional. For my six-year-old kids. son thinks they're like awesome. And I would got, never like, drive TV one. screens. Yeah, I'm what not do you doing drive? that. <laughs> I drive a classic mom car, a Lexus SUV. Nice. And my wife drives a Expedition. I mean, that's a mom car. Yeah. What else do you expect, right? All right, I'm trying to think of more random questions, and now all of a sudden, my brain is not going. Uh, is there anything we missed? Is there anything that you're thinking about as we head to the holiday season or anything as you hit the second half of the football season or anything? Is there anything? Actually, can I ask another Do you like Thanksgiving question? or Christmas more? Christmas. Really? I'm a vegetarian, so, like, the turkey mm. doesn't really do it for me. Right. Makes sense. And I, lo- I love the decorations for Christmas. 
And now that I have two kids, they're like you decorate before excitement. you decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. No, or after Thanksgiving. I am extremely offended by the fact that before Halloween, Christmas decorations are already out in the store. My wife started decorating her house for Christmas. Okay, I don't like that. I'm sorry, but I don't. Kinda, it kind of drives me nuts, too. You know, it's funny, because Pat Fryermuth also loves Christmas and is all of that decorating for Christmas. He doesn't know how to have a live tree, though. He said he doesn't know how to take care of a tree, so he's a fake just, tree. Would she just pour water in it? Yes, but Pat, we need to work on Pat. I like. What about Pat? You wouldn't trust Pat to babysit your kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Zach, what about Zach? Zach was great with my daughter last week. Yeah, I'll he's great with kids, but... Not alone. Really? I mean, we're talking about a few hours. Zach would be great. And Zach's like so big, they could climb all over him. I mean, I think our son would survive, but it wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> no offense to Zach. And you know, Zach recommended you. Zach was like, Mason would be a great Yeah, because I'm a dad. Under. That's why I said I, had to, I would pick a dad. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, where was I going with this? Christmas, yeah. So my birthday is December 2nd. So I have this very strong sense of order. First, you have to have a Halloween. Then you have to have Thanksgiving. Then you have my birthday. And then you can have Christmas. Did you like having a birthday close to Christmas? No. You get less presents? Yes. Dang. But I was also... My my, my wife is worried about that for our our son. I'm also the daughter of immigrants, so there wasn't, like, a ton of money. And it was sort of convenient for them to be like, oh, here's your birthday and Christmas present. But, you know. What about New Year's? What's your thoughts on New Year's? Amateur hour. Like, not a real holiday? I mean, it's like everybody who doesn't hang out otherwise goes out and gets ridiculous. and. I think it's a made-up holiday. 